The King, LeBron James after his Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Golden State Warriors in Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals. Whoa, boys. Corey Miller, <laughs> Reed Horner, Alvin Halmujaya, and Christian Goey behind the glass today. Wow, we witnessed an epic Game 7 last night. Perfect game. All Amazing. Time Earl Joseph Smith Jr. has a championship. <laughs> look at that. J.R. Smith, yes, he does. And, guys, I mean, wow. You, you look at this game, you look at what happened, the whole series. 1964 was the last time a Cleveland sports team won an NFL championship. How many years? 52. 52, yep. Yep, we need that math. I, I mean, this was spectacular. LeBron James, I think, for my, for my opinion, cemented himself as a top-two player, top-three player, I'd say. I, I, this was an epic performance. Is he the greatest? Not yet. Not, no, yet. not yet, but he's getting there. He just beat the greatest regular season team in his in history, and that's one thing to say. But f first off, guys, your impressions from the series. Reed starts off. Well, last night was the culmination of an all time great career. It was last night was the moment our generation, if I may, basketball messiah led his people to the promised land. You know, it was the moment a cursed city in sports finally was known as a city of champions, and. It was done in such a spectacular fashion. Game 7, the greatest game in sports. It was a game we all hailed to be hyper-competitive. It was David versus Goliath, if you're looking at a Warriors team, like we said, that lost only nine times over an 82-game series. And LeBron James just went in there, recorded a triple-double, the third player in NBA history to do that in NBA Finals Game 7, although with the help of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love in them. But LeBron James went in there, and he did what he set out to do from the age of 18, right? I mean, it was just spectacular, and I was so glad that, as we, as the famous Nike ad says, we were all witness to it. It was spectacular, I, no doubt about it. Alvin, I mean, your thoughts on this. You weren't exactly happy about the outcome, as you're telling me, but... Not happy about the story, but happy, definitely happy for LeBron. Um, coming into this series, and I feel like, especially particularly coming into this game... As much as the story, as much as LeBron's story was compelling, um, I thought the Warriors would win because I viewed this as more of the best team in the league this mm -hmm. this season going up against the best player in the league this season. And I thought, you know, naturally, better play, better player. I mean, better team would the best team would beat the best player. And no disrespect to Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving had a huge had a re really important role with his 41 points in game 5 I think in game 5 his huge three yesterday but make no mistake I was proven wrong by LeBron James he really did just carry that team to lead to lead the finals in in basically every major statistic that's insane yeah for, first in points rebounds assists steals blocks and minutes played that's insane Christian Goey behind the glass. Why did you not want the Cavaliers to win? Look, I like LeBron sort of, <laughs> and I'm just being objective. Some That's things. fine. I don't like what he's done sometimes, but it's a great story either way. I mean, you look at the storylines of this game. It's one of the most historic sporting events when you think about it because first team in NBA Finals history to come down from 3-1 and win. 
LeBron James going back to Cleveland, getting them their first championship since 1964. It's LeBron James, too. We all know the story there with him in Cleveland. And it's against the team that won the most games in regular season history in their home, which is one of the most tough places to play um, in basketball. Arguably the toughest, as Reed said, I think, last time. It's so hard to play there in Oracle Arena. It gets so loud. And LeBron and Kyrie... Wow. I mean, Kyrie Irving with that shot when nobody was scoring for either team, and he comes through and he puts one right in in the face of Steph Biggest Curry. Biggest shot of the game. Biggest oh, yeah. shot. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And, and LeBron had the block beforehand. It just, the way it all went down, what went down, we saw history last night. Now, I can understand why people don't exactly like LeBron. I can tell you this. I've been saying it all day. 16-year-old Corey would be uh, <laughs> very upset with how much I wanted LeBron to win last night. Uh, he would be very <laughs> Very unhappy. I don't know when I started to root for LeBron again. I think it was sometime around he stopped wearing his headband last <laughs> March. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why do I like LeBron so much? Why am I rooting for him again so much? And I think it's because the comparisons that Steph Curry was getting to LeBron. And, and it, it sort of just annoyed me. Because as great, as great as Steph Curry is, he is an, an absolutely tremendous player. You, you just cannot compare the two. I mean, to what they mean to a basketball team, to what they do on the court, LeBron James does it literally all. The guy can play every position. He's the most athletic basketball player to ever play the game. That's for sure. I don't think he's human. He's not. I don't think he's a human being. It's crazy. That block last night, nobody else makes that block in the NBA. Mm -hmm. The, mm. That's that's pretty. Uh, it was spectacular. Well, the way it was described to me, and this is we this is a debate for another podcast. You mentioned about him being the greatest basketball player of all time, right? Obviously, contending with Michael. And I look at it as I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time, skill wise. He's the most well rounded, physically dominating player I think we've ever seen. Michael Jordan's a better winner than LeBron. I think. I think Michael Jordan has a different style of game. LeBron, Michael Jordan's a better scorer. But you look at LeBron, you say you don't think he's human, the way he's built, what he can do. And now I don't even know if anyone, any, how anyone could hold against him that he's not clutch anymore because he averages 31 points a game. We said this before in closeout games. He's won twice now for, with, with different teams. It's, it's remarkable, honestly. The MJ comparison is still tough for me. Um, and I think well, he's not there yet. One problem saying. we have as our generation is because we've seen LeBron. He's, I think he's the best player we'll see. Um, until his son comes in. Until, you know, a few years <laughs> How down much the better can you get? <laughs> the, one interesting thing LeBron said at the end of the game, and of course they were down 3-1, and, and it looked like the Warriors were going to wrap this up. It looked everyone was talking about, you know, where's Kevin Love getting traded? And we'll get to that. But Alvin, he said one thing that was pretty cool. I thought he said he changed his blueprint. How did you think he did that exactly? What, 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 what sort of things did he change? Was it just the shots started going in? Because that's what I thought really changed a lot. But what are your thoughts on that? I mean, definitely, he definitely started, he started, um, he started attacking more, I feel, because one point that, like, every, all, like, the sports analysts everywhere, ESPN, wherever, that they try to make very clear was that LeBron was not having success when he was driving into the paint, uh, in, on all these, uh, on all these guys who were smaller than him, Steph Curry, Clay, even Clay Thompson, Iguodala, great defenders as they are, they're simply just smaller than him. So he bullies his way inside, but he instead kicks it out to the three-point line. So like, er, we could see in the first two games, um, early in Game Seven, he kept 
passing out of he kept passing out when he was right in the lane and he's he's LeBron James in the restricted area and he's passing out to the three-point line and he kept getting turnovers Iman Shumpert J.R. Smith missing threes but I feel like when he took that when he took it to the when he took it to the rim and tried to score tried to attack that in that in turn created more opportunities than it did for him going inside and looking for the pass and I thought that was one of the most important things that led to him winning. One thing I think that will be or it hasn't been totally overlooked but I think was originally when it happened was the Andrew Bogut injury. Oh, huge. And, and Reed said that on on one of our past shows how big of an injury that would be and you saw that because they were forced to play Verjao and Azili. Azili made a lot of ex- inexperienced mistakes when he fouled LeBron yep. on the 3 and and, and Verjao He's just not not that he was ever a great player, but he really does does not contribute all that much. He spent anymore. more time on his butt than on the court. Yeah, like, yeah. Like he, he just got. I think he got. Z- he might have gotten zero rebounds in that game. I'm not sure. He had zero rebounds in like the middle of the third. Well, or it, it it just tightened up a big man rotation that uh, they needed because obviously with Tristan Thompson, that death lineup, quote unquote, wasn't Ooh. working against uh, Cleveland. So Cleveland needed. I mean, the Warriors needed a big guy, and to lose Andrew Bogut now. He wasn't putting up great numbers, but it just he it's solidified them. He solidified yeah. them, and, and he wasn't there. But I, that being said, no one in their right mind should say that the oh, Warriors no, no, no. lost because of injuries. <laughs> oh no, no, certainly, yeah, not. certainly not. Just certainly a not. suspension. More, more so. Oh, <laughs> I, I see. I also disagree with that as well because I Completely. think that Draymond really wasn't. I mean, he played very well at the start of that game seven. Game six wasn't really a factor, and I think I think more so it wasn't the fact that. Draymond got suspended. I think it was more so the the Warriors kind of <laughs> were starting to talk a little smack, getting you know a little belittling what? LeBron. You don't if think you there's s- an asterisk with this game? No, if you with say, this okay, series, no, if you say that, then no there's, there's an absolutely a- no. Not. If you say no? that, if you say no. that, there's an asterisk with the Golden State Warriors' first ever championship because if we like we said they won a championship against Matthew Dellavedova, LeBron James, and Jarrah Smith because right. of two injuries, right? But so, that was expected. Because, I mean, injuries happen, but a suspension is, like, a not something that, that should happen. A suspension that Draymond Green caused himself, like we said. Well, I mean, it was provoked by LeBron. Provoked? But if he you put co- himself in that situation. If you commit murder, no, I'm not saying what Draymond not did that was, I was right. provoked. I'm like, not saying what Draymond did was right, but you don't think Draymond's suspension, like, right before the game. One of the best the opinions I've heard on this is Mike Golick. He says, I don't agree. He says, I think he should have been suspended for the Steven Adams one. I don't agree with this suspension. It should have just been done sooner. Yes. But, I, but it fair. led up to it, and he understood. But what I'm saying is something he did, so you can't say like some other force yeah, came yes, out of here. Yes, for sure. I'm not trying series. to take away from LeBron and the Cavs. They played amazing. But I'm just saying, I don't think it's very unreasonable to say it probably would have been one in Game 5 had Draymond played. In Cleveland? Uh, no, it was in it was in Golden State. Because right, that's, right, right, right. that's sorry, when sorry. LeBron. I, I would agree had... with you more if they hadn't just won in Golden State last night. Because I would have said you're right. It's very hard to win in Golden State. But they proved even with Draymond Green going whatever five for seven, five for six from three, scoring 32 points, they were still able to win. But that's when momentum was on their side and when things were feeling good. Like when they're down three one in Game Five and Draymond's playing, you never know. It's a com- completely different no, yeah. environment. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I know Cleveland would have won. Quite frankly, the entire series I've wanted Cleveland to win but was was very hesitant to say that they would that being said you know things happen and 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 honestly I think the best team won last night I think Cleveland really showed that they were able to expose Golden State for their flaws and and show that if you have the best player in the world who I believe LeBron James is it really does affect the outcome of the season see I don't think the best team won I think the best superstars won 
LeBron and Kyrie outplayed Clay and Steph. Simple as that. I think they stepped up and Steph and Clay didn't. And it showed. And it was really just LeBron, Kyrie, and Tristan Thompson to me for Cleveland. Yes, JR hit some big shots, but besides those guys, I don't really see well, massive con- contributions. Well, last night, Kevin Love as well. Let's not overlook. We bash him. Yeah, all he the had time rebounds. He had about, what, 14 rebounds, and now. He did. He didn't score that much, but those 14 rebounds really helped contribute to extra possessions. But for throughout the, Cavs. the series, though, throughout the series, you're totally right. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't even think Kevin Love's gonna be in a Cavaliers jersey next year. So I'm not saying he's so valuable. That's not far fetched. <laughs> it, it's not. Another it's, thing about this too is this for the first time Steph Curry is gonna get some negative feedback, some, and he deserves it. Like he did not play exactly. well. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to bring up. Steph was dominant this season. Dominant. I mean. I mean, he's injured it earlier in this postseason. I don't think that was the reason. I think that it was the way the Cavs defended him. I, I really do. They were physical with him. Absolutely. Um, I think I actually uh, I really um, I'm really interested in this aspect of the aftermath of the NBA Finals because now Steph Curry, for the first time, it well, not exactly for the first time, but he is facing pressure. He's facing pressure going into next season because he's had the ama- he's had an ama- he had an amazing regular season he all- he basically he basically has started to just cement his reputation as the best shooter in NBA history most likely already is yeah, yeah. and but i felt he knew on game 7 in game 7 he knew that he had that even though Draymond Green was the heart of that team that he was the one to lead them that they would either succeed or fail on his shoulders, and he did. They did. He took he took that defensive responsibility with Kyrie, and then, oh, that was good defense. That was good defense. But I'm just saying, like he did, he took that responsibility sure. on himself. He got the ball, and he he got the ball. He wanted that mismatch against Kevin Love. Those were all his decisions. He knew that he had to take them, and he simply did not make them. So. Uh, he simply came up short this season, and I really want to see how he responds to this. Uh, maybe w- with like his comments on like how this fi- how these finals have gone and his play next season. What approach changed defensively for the Cavs against, compared to other teams? Well, when I Even first maybe start- Oklahoma City did it too. Yeah, no. When I first started watching this series, I thought the biggest factor would be how Cleveland attacks Golden State because we know no one else has really been able to figure it out. And this is where I think Tyron Lue deserves a lot of credit and it shows maybe why they replaced uh, him for Blatt because up until then, no one was able to, to cover Golden State one-on-one. And to, to do that, they run a lot of pick and rolls and you need to switch on those pick and rolls because they're too quick and too fast that if you try and stay with Steph Curry, for example, why he goes over pick and roll, he'll shoot over you before you can get to them. And that's where Tristan Thompson made such a big role because Cleveland was able to switch on everything. And Tristan Thompson yes, multiple times was agreed. able to cover and Steph Curry. Even Kevin Love last night, the last minute or whatever, was able to stay on them. And that's a big deal. Also, this was more in the beginning of the series. They had the philosophy that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson was not going to beat us. Many times Draymond Green was open, Harrison Barnes was open. Oh, yeah, they let they him said shoot those guys are yeah. going to beat us, but we're not going to let Steph Curry and Klay Thompson score early in this series and get momentum. And I think that's another big deal because Klay Thompson and Steph Curry didn't get going. Besides that game four for Steph, neither of them really had a show-up performance. And that's a big deal about the defensive scheme, I think, for Cleveland. Christian, uh, a fire truck was overtaken last night. Uh, there was a lot of fun being had over uh, in the Midwest in Ohio, saw, in uh, downtown Cleveland. Let's talk about them. that. Yeah, you can't blame them, man. I mean, can you? I'm a Jets and a Knicks fan, right? 
And Sorry I would, to hear that. I would commit the same <laughs> crimes if, if, if the Jets and the Knicks won a championship. So I can't imagine for, for a city to have not won a championship in 52 years, they don't have a hockey team like, like we have with the Rangers and the Islanders here. So it's really, they're huge Indians fans, they're huge Cavaliers fans, and they're huge Brown fans, and they lost the Browns a long time ago, but they got them back. It's been a tough, tough ride for that city. And LeBron was their hero from day one, and then when he left and everybody's burning the jerseys and and it doesn't look like a championship's ever going to be uh, on their horizon, he comes back to everybody's um, surprise last last summer, or two summers ago, sorry, and and he gets to the finals right away, and it was a tough one, but they didn't have Irving and they didn't have Love, and then this year... It's it's a it's an amazing story. It really is. But it makes you wonder. You see all these rumors flying around. It, LeBron's going to stay. I think he's going to stay. I'm not even touching that. No, no, I no, don't no, even want to no, no, touch we, that. We've talked about I, this in previous shows, though, Chris, I, right? Yeah, I'm not talking about that. We have, but I'm just saying. We heard Stephen A. Smith of ESPN say the, Leak, the no Lakers idea. and Heat are two options. He won't go to the Lakers. He won't go to the Lakers. I'm not. We, we are, he is staying with Cleveland. I was so... Let me tell you this. That He's staying so with weird. Cleveland. He's staying with Cleveland. Cleveland um, people, if you know them, are very into their sports. And they go to the games where the teams are winning or losing. And so that's why this this is such a culmination of so many losing years after years and years. And and I'm from Boston. And, and the Red Sox fans up there, I, I've experienced that, whether I appreciate oh, yeah, that well, or not. But it's similar. This was a, a just a so much, not only for LeBron, but coming back for Cleveland. It, it's it just has so many interesting aspects. And another cool story that came out of last night was a guy who was who played here in New York, uh, J.R. Smith, and he had his post game uh, conference, talked about his family and kind of the things he struggled with. But I thought it was cool. Um, I personally, I personally has haven't seen the haven't seen that in presser yet, but I heard all about it, and like, I definitely, I mean. I le- I like to laugh at J.R. Smith as much as the next guy, but um, he really I it was really ha- I guess I was just happy for him to see him finally win that. Like he was just as all of them were emotional, obviously, but the yeah. two people I thought that stood out the most were LeBron and J.R. Smith because J.R. Smith has been through a lot. He's he was on a good team with Melo, and they lost to the Lakers. Um. He was on the Knicks. That was those were a bunch of tough years for him, but now just to get this championship, I mean, he's partying in Vegas. Like he he partied in Vegas. The but that's the thing about J.R. Smith. That's the thing about J.R. Smith is that this has been his background. Everyone thought he was you know this kind of bad guy in New York, but this is the thing. His whole did you did you see the press conference? Yeah, it was a great press conference. It was so heartfelt and so much emotion going through him. And he hugs his dad on Father's Day. Uh, Jr.'s a good guy. I think you. I think everybody's always thought he's a good guy. It's just can he get it together? Sometimes you know we've heard the rumors. We've heard his lack of focus. It's it's tough when you have him on your team because he's such a streaky player. It, but it's good to see him sort of have a mo- moment of triumph. And it's even a comeback. I'm a fan. I mean, so much yeah. about this Cleveland. Yeah. So much about this Cleveland team is a comeback team. Whether it's Kyrie Irving coming back from injury now being in the finals. LeBron coming back to Cleveland. J.R. Smith redeeming his career because, let's face it, if J.R. Smith doesn't win with Cleveland, he's thought of as a head case, as a player who had talent but was but never able. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think this year he was really able to refine himself. I don't know if you guys Especially caught... defensively. Defensively. I don't know if you caught the interview with LeBron James. I did. And LeBron James was talking about how they came to him because he's this whatever GM as well and they're like you know the yeah, Knicks the Knicks exactly. are going to give us Iman Shumpert we're going to get Timothy Mozgov and you know 
oh, by the way, the Knicks are going to throw in Jr. And LeBron was, and LeBron said he'd throw in Jr. because Jr. is an offensive machine. He was someone who was able to hit three point shots throughout the series, and again, someone who they wouldn't have won without. That being said, I mean, the Cavs did something that was amazing. Like, I talk about them being a comeback team. They came back in this series. We, I don't know if this was mentioned already. I think it was that they're the first team to ever come back from a three-one deficit in the finals, right? They beat a team in Golden State that had never lost. I don't think back-to-back games or maybe once. They beat them three times in a row, and I, and I just was so impressed by all the players involved through and through because. The number one thing Cleveland didn't have, and that was it was a deep bench, and they proved whether it was Jefferson, whether it was Smith, Iman Shumpert even came in. They all stepped up and, and really accomplished something well, great. I don't want to give Jr. too much credit because yeah. look, everybody's a lot better when they're playing with King James, and he still is a he still shoots at a terrible percentage. He shot two for eight from three last night, but he defensively was a different player. Yeah, defensively. He was okay. He did his job. You know, he does his job when you got LeBron on your team. You have to do a lot less, and your weaknesses are exposed a lot less. But I agree with you guys. I just, at that's, the time, that's fair. That's fair. I, you got to go back to the time when he was traded. Nobody would take this guy in a trade. And, and it was a throw-in. Nobody wanted his contract. He, he signed an extension when Woodson was the coach of the Knicks, and a massive extension because Woodson loved him. And then... Nobody could find a buyer for him. Him and Shumpert's stock were, were at all-time lows, except they look that much better when you're with King James. It's the only destination they, they, that they could go to and be successful, and it worked well, out for Chris, them. Well, Chris, would you think that the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson in particular, weren't able to make the shots they usually make because of the defensive effort by Cleveland and players like By Jarrett Cleveland, Smith? yes. Or, or do you think, because this was asked to Steph Curry in, in the post-game press conference, was he just mentally not able to deal with the pressure? No, I think I think Cleveland had a great game plan. You mentioned Tristan Thompson and, and Kevin Love, and they were very physical with, with, with Curry. And Curry, look, Curry didn't play well last year in the finals. That's a good we're point. forgetting that he was he didn't play very well. Didn't he, he even win MVP? Guys. Yes, no, he, he did, but he, he yeah. would all have won MVP. Yeah, yeah, finals yeah, MVP. So oh, right, right, it's, right, yeah. It's he, he he didn't step up in either year, but I, I do credit Cleveland. I I wouldn't say J.R. Smith though really made a massive difference. I think he, he just really didn't just, hurt the team. And he really just deal. happened to be on a great I think, players team. I two think, great players teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ali, what do you have? One player that made a massive difference and uh one comeback story that maybe some people look over is Richard Jefferson because he I think people he people good. don't realize that he was thir- he's what, thirty four, thirty five? Yeah. And he's like, he's coming in when the Cavs have their backs to the wall. He's coming in into the starting lineup and just he's playing hard. He's playing hard. He's getting rebounds. This is a guy who, this is his first championship. And he's been to to come so close back-to-back finals in 02 and 03, I think, with Jason Nets. Kidd and yep. the Nets. Not getting to that. Going to the Spurs right when they were at their lowest point. Um, going to the Buck. Going all over to the Warriors. Just a journeyman who finally came onto this Cleveland team and contributed so much, especially in these finals, and to win it, and then finally, and then tell it. Um, there are reports coming, reports that he was telling the his teammates that he was gonna. Re- this was his last season. He's gonna retire, go out on a high note. That's such a good story. That's another great story to add to that whole comeback narrative. Good final thoughts there from Alvin Reed. What are yours? Uh, I think that either way, no matter who would have won last night, it would have been good for the league. I think that being said, Cleveland winning means so much to even the casual NBA fan because 
I think this is something that many have been expecting since the the day Cleveland got that first round draft pick when LeBron was in high school. And so as a fan, like I mean, let me just disclaim, I'm a Miami Heat fan. I grew up in Miami, so I love LeBron, but I also am not mad that he left. So to see him win for Cleveland, I think, is one of the greatest moments in our NBA. Because I think we can all agree, if he had retired and never won in Cleveland, there would have always been that hole in our in our fandom hearts of like, oh, I wish he would have done it. So he finally did it. I think that's great. And honestly, if we're being truthful with ourselves, barring some big free agency deal... We're probably going to see a rematch next year, and and I'm like, excited. A best big two out of three NBA Finals series. So the, a, the best is yet to come. Maybe not a bad prediction. Christian, what do you got for us? That would be great. But um, you know, I think what I'm looking forward to is this free agency. I want to see if these teams are going to be aggressive. We heard Joe Lacob, the owner of the Warriors, say we're going to be aggressive um, going into this off season. AKA Kevin Durant. Oh, will t- will <laughs> Kevin Durant be That's a, a whole warrior? Different discussion. And what will the Cavs do? JR's opting out. What are they going to do? As always, a lot of interesting, interesting things. I'm, I'm going to stay on this subject, the headband. Just saying, Michael, <laughs> Kobe, Will, Duncan, no one wore headbands. LeBron took it his worked. headband off. Larry Bird, <laughs> Bill Russell, no one wore headbands. Rocking the receding headline. Just going to say that. This is pick and pod. Another good episode. It's summer, everyone. Keep enjoying it. King James is a king. For Reed Horner, Alvin Halamujaya, and Christian Gilly behind the glass, I'm Corey Miller. Tune in for our draft coverage and post-draft coverage here on FUV Sports. Right.